Welcome to this month's edition of Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is a once a month show with Father Paul Rutten, pastor of Immaculate Conception Parish in Watertown, Father John Rutten, pastor of the Harrisburg Catholic Community, and Joe Rutten, professor and director of the Catholic Benedictine Institute for Leadership, Ethics, and Social Justice. Rutten Radio can also be watched by going to lamradio.com. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. Join us now for a little faith, family, and frivolity as we go live to the studios with Rutten Radio. Good morning, Sioux Falls and beyond. How's everybody doing out there? This is Joe Rutten coming at you live from Lamb Catholic Radio Studios. Uh, you're here with Rutten Radio and the Rutten Brothers. How are we doing? I'm doing great. Father Paul, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful morning. I have all kinds of tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> Just what I want. Father John, you're, by the way, I appreciated you giving me back my seat. <laughs> you're welcome. Now, was, now I'll act all tough it about was, it. Right? I, was, I was driving in and on the radio was saying, uh, um, if you don't have... You know, if you have all these things, if you don't have love, you know, yeah. whatever. If that yeah, is, you don't yeah, have love. Yeah, so as you came in here and I thought, oh. So if you're listening really on Lamb Radio him? or on your iDevice, we uh, have kind of standard seats now after the years developed. And, and Joe's I get in the, the middle and John's kind of on the short end of the stick. And he gets the headset spot, so we get the nice mics, Father Paul and I, Father Paul's on my left, Father John's on my right, and this month I walk in and like somebody John... we know. Uh-oh. <laughs> he, <laughs> Uh-oh. he thinks he is. I got an issue. There's problems here, folks, and it's only going to get worse. <laughs> and I'm on the left. That's not fair. Um, so anyway, thanks, Father John, for uh, giving me my seat back. It, uh, big long story short, it actually the only reason I really care about it is because it helps me moderate having one on each side of me. Uh, but tricks up the sleeves. Before we get on to what we've been up to, I do have some tricks up my sleeve. Because uh, oh, literally. <laughs> so this. Okay, is the... for those of you who are not watching, he just pulled a newspaper out of his sleeve. <laughs> coat sleeve. Of my coat. Well, I just thought you know. So every time I come to the Lamb Radio, I see these newspapers in front of the office building, and I thought to myself, do you think people actually read this anymore? So you stole a newspaper? So I thought, well, I bet they don't. <laughs> so I just thought, well, so I'll take one of the newspapers. So I give, I give him his seat back that I tried stealing, and now to find I'm out, you stole the newspaper. The um, oh, anyway, I thought, that I, would, what, what I thought that I would give crime a shot in out. Crime Sioux Falls is going up. I thought I would give a shot. <laughs> there's, bat, there's a high increase All right, in mayoral crime candidates, rates. track down that rutten boy. Um, okay. There is uh, a reason I stole it, because I wanted to give a shout out to my brother, an SDSU graduate, Father Paul, oh. and um, oh. a Kleenex to my brother, oh. and a USD graduate, oh. Father John. Oh. As we mourn, what? not mourn, just... Mourn, 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 <laughs> Yes, we mourn. I, I mean, I mean, I mean... As uh, the Coyotes mourn not just one loss yesterday, but two. God, what a just a sock in the gut. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I thought actually uh, uh, a shout out Brian to the brothers. Cooper what he thought of it. That I was gonna <laughs> say. Uh, uh, 
If you don't know uh, Brian Cooper, you should. <laughs> he had a great post yesterday, last and night it after didn't the take game. Long. No, I think he it was, was 13 ready. seconds, and Cooper had posted. Yeah. Um, it's a good thing we got to watch the win last night. Yeah, we did. That? So Together. Father Paul showed up at the house last night, and I have no technological capabilities at all. And if I did, I don't have cable, so that doesn't help. Which means when you go to live stream stuff on your computer, you don't have a cable network that you can dial into to get the live streams. Well, Father Paul does. And so he got it dialed up, and we got a... Well, I don't know. You watched the last 13 minutes of it or so, Father Paul. It was awesome. Was it? Oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and they were just getting crushed, and so I'm over at the desk working, and I'm basically like, uh, no. He's like, uh, Joe, do you want to watch? Uh, no, I'm all right. <laughs> no, I'll just listen, he says. Hmm. I'll just listen from over here. And I have no... no uh, I have no horse in the race. Oh, Would yes, be, you do. I'm a St. Thomas you, graduate, but by surrogacy if, of my twin brother, yeah, um, I have to root for... And by surrogacy of the fun people. I mean... Oh, <laughs> I'm, oh, I, you, oh, you know, want to go there? <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of... If you were to have to head stayed here... I w- let's go this way. If I would have chosen between the two colleges, out of high school, I would have chosen USD. Yeah. I would probably look back <laughs> now, and I would probably say it'd be wise for me to maybe go to SDSU. Well, it would have been wise for me too to go to SDSU. Fun times. Although, I, 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 if I look back, I would have loved to have had your business degree. Um, and so I don't know that I, that's what I would have been staking my claim on then, but if I could go do it all over again, I'd go get my business degree from USD, just because that's what you do at USD, get a good yes. business degree. So, from the Beacom School of Business. Well, brothers, enough with tricks up our sleeves. What have we been up to lately? <laughs> okay, is that the only trick up your sleeve? No, there's a couple oh, Okay, more. okay. I'm glad, because I it's, thought if you built that up just to pull a newspaper out of your sleeve, I was going to be disappointed. Um, so... There's one other trick up my sleeve, but we'll get to it down okay. the road. And it actually made me feel a little bit like Father Desmond while I was doing it. I was like, oh, this is a Des move. Oh, this wow. is what this is something Father Desmond would do. Um, but we'll leave that for just a little bit later here. So, um, Yeah, so what have we been up to? Father Paul, what's going on up north? Plugging away. Uh, plugging away. You know, you're kind of in the heart of Lent now and parish activities and we didn't have school for the last two days so that always caused oh you didn't have it two days chaos and yeah it was it was a mess up in, in Watertown uh, huh. and then as always or almost always uh, it's our Faith in Real Life series tonight oh yes uh, so we are excited to bring up Mamry Cone from Ooh, here in Mamry, Mamry, Mamry. Uh, so that'll be good as well awesome uh, that's gonna yeah, be so great let's talk more about that uh, later on in the show sure. that's gonna be a fun fun night for you up there Mm-hmm. All right, Father Paul, Father John, what do you have uh, going down down south? Well, we last week we had uh, basically Lent is our first time of doing numerous things together. So we had a women's retreat last Tuesday that went very well. It's great, and then we had one scheduled for last night that we canceled because of the oh, weather. Oh, because of the weather. Mm-hmm. So those are the worst. God bless any superintendent, oh, any person, oh. anybody has to make those decisions. You, if you, no one should ever complain, no. because until you're in the situation, right? I'm, I'm like sitting there trying to watch a movie on whatever Monday night, 
and my day off and here we are in front of this decision and i'm like yeah. i don't know okay there's this and then there's yeah. this and then there's this and then there's this and, then, and if yeah. i do this then i got to do this and then it changes this and then it impacts this and then it's always easier not to cancel but the gravity of the one time something happens it just yeah. blows it all away yeah yeah and you can't say just use good judgment not in today's culture. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, you, like, like that used to be one of yeah. those things. Like, well, if you can make it, make it. If you can't, yeah. you can't. Uh, it just, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So uh, we're fortunate that we just follow the Watertown Public School System, so we don't have to make the decision either. Hmm. So if whatever they do, we just do the same thing. So the decision is actually made by them. So. And that's what when Sioux Falls Public Schools, Sioux Falls Catholic Schools, and Harrisburg schools are all canceled yeah. you just cancel your retreat yeah. so but we had those and then we um are having our first fish fry coming up in oh, march, march nice. 23rd uh the harrisburg american they legion fish fries. uh so we're really well, entering into like lent and then we've got sunday vespers we uh paul oh, wow. has got sunday vespers so I, I i said let's be the cathedral of the south side Oh, so dude, they totally. have vespers on the north side, Paul. Uh, we got that going. So, right. yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. Is we're in the middle of Lent and things are going well. Um, well, that brings up kind of an interesting point. You know that you'd model the cathedral, and technically speaking, that's what the cathedral uh, they ought to be doing. Maybe is a good word. Uh, and the bishop's intention is that the cathedral is a place that models. Um, how the church ought to function in the sense of liturgically and those types of things. So if things are done in the tradition of the church, the bishop would prefer that the cathedral does them as a model for the daughter churches. And so it's kind of nice. Father Paul, do you do uh, Vespers at all or no? <laughs> I didn't mean to throw you uh, under the bus. It's there. not me that you threw under the bus. Uh, we used to. You used um, to. Yeah. Yep. You know, and it is a great tradition. The challenge is with anything is you want to do it well. Yeah. Uh, and because it's not something most Catholics today are familiar with, it's yeah. hard to try to explain it to them. So we did, when, when Paul Monarchy was our music director, uh, he did uh, Sunday Vespers gotcha. for us. Yep. Um, and it was it was nice, oh. you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so now Father Thus, John is doing <laughs> Sunday Vespers with because Paul Because he Monarchy. stole... No, oh, I did not steal. steal Paul Monarchy. He did not steal Paul Monarchy. <laughs> yes. He, he got him back is actually the truth. Oh, yeah. Well, that was in yeah. Yeah, that's, he was at St. Yeah, Lambert. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right I before heard. John came. Okay. Uh, Paul Monarchy, shout out to Paul, to Paul Monarchy. Oh yeah, he's uh, definitely listening. Um, Paul, shout out to Paul Monarchy. You know what? Just a quality dude. Oh, yeah. Um, it's. Uh, I I just think back to the North End days and uh, growing up with you know the Cathedral kids and Paul Monarchy's one of them. He's part of the part of the Cathedral North End crew that's out there in the world doing great things in the church. So, well, if uh, you're out there listening, you can uh, hit us up actually on the live stream if you want. Uh, you can watch us on live. On, no, you can't. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, <laughs> uh, Twitter, and Lamb Catholic Radio. If you're on your your radios or you need it, your you don't have the uh, uh, i app or something like that. Go ahead, jump on, and you can get your. Your app put on your phone. You can listen to us anywhere around the world. The furthest person away. Who do you think the furthest person away is that can give us a shout out? Oh, last today year is going to be last month. What do we have like Cancun or something? Yeah, we had somebody down in Joel uh, Stouse. Joel, Joel Stouse down in the. I mean, come on, right? You know, he's sitting on the beach, right, drinking cocktails, just relaxing. 
And we're sitting here in the frozen tundra of the Dakota Plains. Uh, so give us a shout out. And if you're listening out there in California or down in Arizona or around the globe, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, we'll take it from there. So I just thought maybe we'd open with a little prayer this morning, fellas. Who wants to, uh, I suppose the priests ought to be the one to uh, open us in prayer. And I'm going to flip a coin for who gets to open us in prayer. You guys want to watch? <laughs> Paul. All right. Father Paul. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift to this day and the many ways in which you desire to be present to us. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you may continue to pour your grace upon us and that we may respond to your will in our life. We just ask as well, Heavenly Father, that anyone who may be struggling to trust that you are with them, that they may feel your presence. We ask as well that you may bless this radio program, that you may inspire us, that you may fill us with great joy and hope. We ask all this in your name. Amen. 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 Father, Father, Son, Son, and Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. (coughs) All right, here we go. It's time to get rocking and rolling with Rutten Radio here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, as the brothers Rutten come at you live they're at they're they're busy typing in here so i don't know if they're online we got any communications going back and forth here fellas or are you guys just getting prep work for the next hour Facebook of the show i, I tried i was yeah i was so trying to should show. okay you're on rotten radio yeah. oh that's why maybe i can't i'm trying to do Anyways. the same thing and we're fighting for it so <laughs> fighting for space on yeah. rotten radio so if you're following us uh, and you want to communicate the best way to do it really is facebook rotten radio uh, if you don't have that, you can always twit, tweet, Twitter, tweet, whatever it is, or yeah, check us personally on our Facebook communication. So, uh, anyway, i got to get a pen here. <laughs> it's right there. Oh, you know what? This won't work quite as good anymore. Oh, shucks. What? Well, I better get a pen. <laughs> Wait, get all your stuff out. What are you doing? i got a pen in here somewhere. <laughs> what are you doing? Have you ever wondered? <laughs> you have got something going. What is all of this? There's a pen in here somewhere. I, I know I got a pen in here. Is that? Oh, oh there's a pen. What's all this stuff? What are you oh, doing? My. <laughs> Man. What is go? this? <laughs> what are you doing? So, so this is a desk move, right? You look yeah. for a pen and you yeah. know you <laughs> do something like this. You've got well, the, without the video streaming work, I just opened up a bag of goodies. I just got back from my first ever... Uh, professional management leaders training for sell only uh, companies and so regionally it's about uh, 30 of 30 Verizon stores that they own and it was down in Des Moines and so give it gave a a three day uh, three lectures over the course of the day on leadership and Catholic social teaching and and principles and virtuous living uh, personally and professionally and so then they have the the vendors are there for all the sell reps you know things so they're in the other room so once we're done we have to go to the other room we have they have to they literally had to go get every all the reps to sign a deal and like so it's a part of the shtick right but then all of the vendors are giving their stuff away you got all of this stuff <laughs> all free. Of this for free it's off it was all given wow. to me <laughs> i mean this is and now, they're getting, no, and now they're getting free advertising. And now they're getting free <laughs> they advertising. They sure knew what they were doing. Rory Kelly, you're genius, buddy. <laughs> I see what you're up to. You bring Joe Rutten in, and then the next day he comes home, he jumps on the radio station. Well, it he, wasn't too hard. Mount Marty got, got an employee out of you. 
<laughs> and so they look around and like, let's see, which one of these three? So then I've got my Mount Marty gear here, too. So, so, uh, so this plays into to the, to what we got next, what's been going on. I've just had a lot of really great things. The Lord's really been blessing blessing me. I feel blessed, I guess, is what I want to say. I'm just feel really grateful because this is a lot of money. And I don't have money to go buy all. It's a phone charger. Uh, M works. This is like one of the reps was like, oh, make sure you tell me how this works. I need to. I'm like, dude, you know I'm the speaker. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't even know what this is. <laughs> you know? So I got a charger port. I've got a free mount vent kit. I got a free glass screen, a new case, all this stuff. And I'm like, this is like. Oh, you got is, the flip out. And deal. I got the, a new flip out. Deal. Yeah, yeah. You already have one? I do have one on my other phone. Oh. Um, but it, it sticks out too far, so it always yeah. catches on stuff. And this one here kind of lays real flat. So uh, anyway, so it was, a, it was a lot of fun. But what what I realized in it, so we went down to Des Moines. There's about 35 managers, uh, each store as a manager, that were at this. And I walked in, and I did classical virtue ethics, prudence, temperance, justice, fortitude, and uh, uh who we are is what we do kind of stuff like it's your character this and then principles solidarity subsidiarity common good dignity of persons and i just translated into the business experience right they ate it up ate it up the world is starving for the pearl of great price that we have in our faith our, our social teaching the foundation of the the virtue ethics all of this stuff I think Rory was a little hesitant. So Rory Kelly, the owner, is the one that brought me in. I thought, think he was a little hesitant because of the religious context, right? By the end of it, they're all like, we, we want more of this. And now a lot of these kids, they're, they're, the tech industry is run by kids, 20-year-olds, some 30-year-olds maybe. And, you know, a lot of them actually were raised without a real robust, strong faith. So they're not coming at it from a prejudiced standpoint. They just sit there and say, what do you got for me? If it's good, they'll, they'll consume it. And if it's not, then they kind of pitch it. They don't have time for it, right? They go on to the next thing. And they just soaked it up. So anyways, it was a fantastic uh, little leadership seminar that I was able to do for Rory Kelly and sell only Verizon wireless stores with 35 regional managers from five states. Um, and to boot out of the whole thing, I got a new screen cover and a bunch of uh, uh, goodies, uh, tricks up my sleeve here. But more importantly, just to know out there that I don't think that we should be so scared of the, the religious-secular uh, divide. I think that people actually are hungering and thirsting for what our faith has to offer. Well, it, it uh, uh, gets to something I find challenging. Uh, how do I want to say it? Um, I actually think what you're talking about right now is more important than the next Lighthouse CD set. And that's a hard position uh, to understand because the most... Um, we can do all of the Christianity we want, and if the recipient of Christianity is the human person, right. the whole point is the human person. So if the human person isn't ordered in a particular way, it doesn't matter. I can say all I want about contraception. I can say all I want about same-sex marriage. I can say all I want about you better go to Mass on Sunday. I can say all those things. But none of it rests 
it's all rules. It's all you got to do this. It's all you got to do that. None of it makes sense if the human person isn't ordered. And so in a sense, what you're speaking about is um, an education to what it means to be human. Mm. And when one recognizes that and has that sort of spark open up in them, then a new path begins. Then it does become a question of, you know, will I bring my preconceptions with? And then all of a sudden when it starts getting into an area, I don't, Mm-hmm. It it like touches on my life, and I don't want to give that up. You know, where do I go there? But you know, that's for a particular that's for yeah. a particular education mm-hmm. too. Uh, and and what you're touching on is, and this is why I think some ways the current generation accepts things you're talking about is because 25 years ago, everything you were is saying was still connected to people saying Catholic. You know, it's like contraception and natural family planning. More people are open to natural family planning t- today than they ever are, were. You know, it's still a, a challenge for people to understand. But I have to say it to a lot of people, and they're like, what? Yeah. They, they don't understand. Uh, whereas 30 years ago, everyone understood the minute you say natural family planning, you mean you're against birth control? You mean you're really going to hold me to the standards of the church? Or you're going to, you know... And today they just don't have that, and so they're more open to it. The younger generation. The younger generation, yeah. c- because they don't have the ties to the human reason for why we're proposing something. And when you can understand it in a human way, on a natural level, then the church sort of comes in and says, hey, now, what your heart just awakened to, you actually can achieve if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can if. You cannot if you don't have a relationship. Yeah, you can if. We're just, I think we're saying it, but yep. Um, and ah, I think yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, I, yeah. I think what I I recognized there was that uh, Father Paul, do you follow that communion and liberation stuff? That sure. Gen- all right. So in there, there's a there's a part on education where uh, um, the book of Father Caron talks about curiosity. Mm-hmm. Have you read the piece on curiosity? It's in like <laughs> on education. It's really fascinating. <laughs> so I have never been somewhere. I don't. I don't really recall where I had so many people after I was done talking at the social want to talk to me about the talk. Sure. And it, it was almost like I, I poked something in them, right? Something happened. <laughs> and it's like all of a sudden they're just like, whoosh. I mean, literally, it, it, I don't, it was the first time where I actually felt like I was the guy. Okay. If that makes sense, you know. I mean, really, the first time you've been around the block no, a lot. Yeah, no, it, but when I go places, I'm not. Nobody knows me. I mean, I'm just the get right. If I but so I go to this deal. Nobody knows me there. I'm in Des Moines. I'm at a s- cellular conference. Nobody knows. So maybe that's the thing is that maybe they think I am somebody. Or like, <laughs> but I'm just me, right? But afterwards, you realize you're the expert. You have something that they want. And it was like a curiosity or something. And, mm-hmm. I mean, wanting to talk, lining up. One guy, <laughs> one guy I'm like, I, I had to go apologize later because I couldn't talk to him because I was <laughs> getting dominated by somebody else. And I thought, this is fascinating. These people are just eating this. They want more. And our world kind of doesn't realize. I don't mm-hmm. know that we realize how much. But anyway, Father Paul, Father Caron talked curiosity. Do you encounter any of that? Or kind of, where do you maybe see... The, this bridge being happening in your world uh, in the church mm-hmm. good question um, you were going to say something a minute ago when I was talking oh. 
Yeah, well, I think here's the thing, though. I think back to the, the natural family planning. I think the reality is our culture is tired of artificial things. So they're, they're in favor of natural family planning, not because it's moral, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but because for the first time something's been presented that's natural and it isn't artificial and it's going to still give them the opportunity to achieve what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I do think sometimes people will receive something without realizing mm-hmm. there's two sides mm-hmm. to, the, to the discussion and they will be receptive to the one. So if we know that, so I found, you know, and even the churches started to talk about it uh, as the green movement. You know, are you tired of putting chemicals in your body? Well, here, try this. You don't have to put anything in your body. And you can still achieve the same results. Uh, so when you're speaking to these, these people at this conference, well, you know, yep. you're, you're speaking, you know, again in a way that, that it didn't have to be connected to the church. Uh, because the message speaks to the person. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think we in the church have to, to rediscover that reality that that there is two levels mm-hmm. to the life of the church. Yeah. Natural law and divine revelation, right? So yeah, you have right. the basic foundations that apply to us all. And that's why Rory, when, when he got up in front and he kind of approached this, you could tell there is a little hesitancy because he's a professional person approaching his people that he leads mm-hmm. um, on a topic of faith. Uh, but he just kept saying, this is something that applies to everybody. This mm-hmm. works for it. This isn't a Catholic deal. And so mm-hmm. I, I can, yep, exactly. There's, but we know the secret. There's more. Yeah. It, 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 right. it, but that's the art, right, of an evangelist or a dis- discipleship. And so we know that we can be leading them further as we encounter them, instead of coming coming down with the hammer mm-hmm. and being like, "Damn it, contraception," or yeah. you know what I mean, <laughs> like yeah. uh, no abortion. Paul, you said something one time a long time ago. You said more than changing the law on abortion in our country, I want to change people's hearts. Right. And I thought, wow, that's a different way. Because of- you could get the law, right, and still not have the heart. Still not have the yeah. heart. And, and the, if you and, get the heart, you don't need the, the law. The, to follow out what you're saying. In this regard, if if someone comes to see and have curiosity open, okay, that's the hardest place. Look at my Facebook page, uh, f- um, my personal Facebook page. The whole thing is exactly, okay. I'm, um, yeah, I don't, I can't get to it, but you can get to it. What does it say? It says like the the problem for today is how to awaken the heart of. Um, Therefore, the great challenge of the educator today is how to awaken desire. Yes. That's yep. the problem. And it's the problem at every level. It's the problem for whether you know someone is in third grade or whether somebody is an adult and isn't very productive at work. Or uh, So you have recognized this is a way to awaken desire, that there's something happening here. Well, when it's awakened then, there becomes the question of method of how do I grow in this and how do I achieve more of this and how do I take this seriously? And you follow it. You take it seriously. And so Rory's going to take seriously that you have had this impact on his people. Uh, And as you do that, though, you don't have to worry about like making them something. You're going to be aware that it is Christ who has made you. And when Christ wants to move in them he'll move in them too mm-hmm. you know they know where you're from they yeah. know the origin of who you yeah. are and then this is the event this is encounter this is what the church is really talking talking about when it says encounter it's not something i magically go out and make happen it's this event that happens through a person but how did it get to them oh my gosh 
Wow. It's like it's like uh back in the early church, like those days in the apostles and you're just walking down the street and here yeah. you are in these people and you're doing all these things and all of a sudden that person over there is touched. You mean the apostles didn't have a program? let's come back to church programs and evangelization and discipleship in just a minute we're going to take our first break here as you're listening to rutten radio on lamb catholic radio in sioux falls south dakota but streaming to you around the world Financial Benefits Company helps individuals and small businesses prepare for retirement. The Financial Benefits Company philosophy is safe principle, positive return. You can reach John Fritch at 605-334-8086. Financial Benefits Company is a proud sponsor of Lamb Catholic Radio. When I was 12 or 13, I started drinking occasionally and then smoking marijuana daily. By the time I was 14, I was trying other things, pills and hallucinogens like mushrooms and acid. When I was 16 is when I started on meth. I'm Troy, I'm from Iowa. By the time I was 18, I was in prison. I robbed the drug dealer, it was a drug deal gone bad. Ended up spending five years of my life in prison. Meth was a recreational thing on the weekends. Still smoking pot on a daily basis, getting my new business up and going. It started to be more than just a weekend thing. It ended up being a daily thing where I just had to survive off of it. My meth use had caused me into buying quantities of it, which caused the cops to follow me around and drive by my house. They were watching me. When you know it's time to quit, but you don't know how to begin, call Tallgrass at 605-368-5559. You'll get your life back, and one you never dreamed was possible. My name is Dr. Matt Hayes. I'm an orthopedic radiologist at Stanford Health. I completed my undergraduate degree at Mount Marty College. It doesn't matter what walk of life you come from, I was welcomed with open arms. I would give high school students the following advice. I wouldn't overlook a smaller school. A small school allows you to excel individually. One of the things that led me to excel was having professors that know every student's name. They personally know you. The professors truly judge their success by the success of their students. The ability of the professors to instill in them a desire to lifelong learn, community, and above all, faith. Mount Marty does this better than any school in South Dakota. There's a lot of professors that can teach, but there's only there's so few that can motivate you to go above and beyond what you even thought possible. Mount Marty College will instill in you an unshakable sense of faith that will allow you to lead and serve in your future and in your career. Looking for Catholic gifts and books for the upcoming sacraments? Crossroads in Sioux Falls has both Catholic gifts and books that can be used for confirmation, First Communion, and the Easter season. From rosaries and medals to Bibles and devotionals, Crossroads is here to help you with your gift-giving needs. Crossroads is located at 41st and Grange next to Camille's. Crossroads. Books. Gifts. Music.
And now back to this month's edition of Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. And now back to the show. Welcome well, back, well, everybody. Well. <laughs> I <laughs> took his spot. Me. He was a little almost, uh, almost hesitant me there. Off guard there. Uh, yeah. Real quick, I did get a, a tweet from an Alex High who says that oh. he, Father John didn't just steal uh, Paul. He stole a sacristan as well. So I'm not sure what that means. Ooh, Bill Vermont. Uh, so Bill Vermont. Yeah, we stole like the sacristan of all sacristans. From St. Lambert? From, from, no, 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 from uh, Holy Spirit. Anyways. No, oh. we don't steal people. No. We are open. We, I know. We, we offer even opportunities. Even people feel called we by the Spirit. If we don't have people called by the Spirit, then e- we aren't going to Even to the point, happen. Father John, <laughs> so shout out like, to Alex Heisley. You should call listen. this person. They could be a real asset to you. And you're like, well, no, you know. Uh, like, yeah, I was like trying to, <laughs> people were trying, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Sorry. I'm not. Keep a, going. Anyway. So, so uh, I had kind of a fun uh, 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 managers retreat there, and did Great. some fun in the last month. You guys have any uh, exciting uh, news or going no? I would just I would just uh, wrap that up by saying what we just talked about has taken me years to understand. Mm-hmm. So just hearing it once on the radio, <laughs> you know, it sounds like we just throw to the wind. It sounds like this, or it sounds like that, or like what does it really mean? Uh, and and it kind of gets into discernment. What we're one of the things we're talking about, but um, you know, it takes a pass. So be patient if someone's out there wondering. Oh, now what? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's facts that you can say. Wait a minute. I talk to these secular people, and they're curious now. What is this? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's at the heart of it um, for sure. Yeah. Well, any shout-outs if you guys come across yeah. anybody? I've got Sally Pollock from uh, the East Side. Oh yeah, she's like I'm all, all the way over here on the East Side checking in. So we'll get back to Sally Pollock and uh, the her daughter actually committed to Mount Marty. So I'm pretty excited about that. So <laughs> Sally Pollock, <laughs> shout out. Say it, Paul. You should work for NASCAR. Oh really? <laughs> I have never met a man who's more sponsored than you in promoting. (laughs) Let's let's try one sentence in which it's not something that someone has given you, paid you, or part of your job. I have not mentioned, (laughs) I have not yet yet mentioned the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity. In a long time, yeah, they probably are wondering, wait a minute, we lost our support, we lost the one. Fun stuff. Uh, Shout outs, Father Paul, you got anybody hitting you up or... Uh, and I don't right now. And I know there's somebody I'm supposed to shout out to, but I can't remember who. So John? Um, was. Yeah, I had some shout outs, actually not by way of this, but by way of hand delivery, the old-fashioned way, from the first graders at St. Lambert School, Ooh. where I was for three years. Uh, Addison and Philomena and Michael wrote me nice little letters Philomena. on that. Philomena? Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, on that, you know, that paper when you first learned to write that has light blue a straight line and oh, then a pink yeah. line and then the dotted line in between. Yeah, they wrote it on those, isn't it? That's awesome to see. So, shout out from them. And then I had one other shout out from. Um, where are we? Oh, I wanted to give a shout out to somebody that's dead. God rest his soul, Father Al. Yeah. Oh, his yeah. funeral was amazing yesterday. Yeah. And. Um, he influenced a lot of people, and it was evident. He said to me the last time I talked to him, he said, if I could do it all over again, I'd start with Jesus. Wow. Everything, else, everything else comes after that. 
he said. Well, oh. I think he was a pretty he's a scripture scholar. He was a scripture scholar. He, you know, he, he's he a leader. yeah, he was rector at the cathedral. He, you know, he's been around a long time, and I think the older he got, the more he realized that it's in meeting Jesus that people's lives really become ordered. Oh. And he said, if I could do it all over again, I'd start <coughs> with Jesus. And I mean, he did, if anybody yeah. knew him yeah. at the end of his life. But it was interesting. And then it sort of hit me that this is the church, like uh, passing down. So here I am in my fourth year of being a priest. And I'm like, oh, oh, I can either, either this is God giving me a moment to reevaluate mm-hmm. myself and my priesthood. Or I'm missing it. So I yeah. thought, hmm. and you know what it strikes me is the challenge of personally of defending the church and proclaiming the church. Uh, at what point is my the art of how I defend the church a hindrance or a facilitation of an encounter with Christ? Uh, as an apologist, Peter Crave, Dr. Crave talks about apologetics is like a swordsman it's tactful it's you have to be it's skilled it's you don't just drop bombs right and i think peter dada my good friend peter dada who just seemed to drop bombs i don't know how effective he was always at communicating the 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 message of faith although people accepted him because it was his personality and so maybe it was effective for him but for me to do it the way he did where you just walk in and just drop bombs on people and tell them that you know you need to go to confession right now you you know, it, uh, versus helping people have the encounter with Christ. And then everything else follows from that if they have the encounter. So, Father Al, mm-hmm. shout out. Father Paul, you uh, been up to anything fun the last month? Or it's um, been a busy, exciting. it's just been busy in the parish, lots of things going on. What do you guys, What you know, a lot of people out there listening might not even realize, what do you guys get for time off? I know typically you guys have to work Mondays. on Sundays. You get one you day get off. Day. <laughs> you get one day work and six days off. But right. the, the reality is we all know is that you guys work nonstop, right? You can. Mm, no, no. You could. I try to take In Mondays the sense off. that there is always something pastoral you could do. Yes. There's always a person you could visit. Yep. There's always a place you could go. Uh, and, and so it really is one of those challenges that you just have to, you know, you think about like, this reality I was just talking about this just the other day Jesus Christ in his humanity allowed himself to be hindered he could have as God just simply and made everything better made everyone well just made it happen but instead he allowed himself to be bound by his humanity and he would have to encounter everyone Mm -hmm. each person and so at points there were whatever thousands of hundreds whatever outside his door waiting to get in you think you were the man just the other day so this reality but he allowed that and in that he had to make decisions who do i see who do i touch who do i heal when do i sleep when do i eat when do i pray all of these things and at times you know they're like jesus where did you go he's like well i needed to pray Hmm. uh you know i i we need to go like he's constantly having to make these decisions, knowing that he could stay in one town and never exhaust all of the things that he could do in the one town. Uh, and so, too, as a priest, there's this moment where you just have to sort of say, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Hmm. Um, because I have a list of widows that could keep me busy. I could be at their house 
two people a day, every day for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. And so I really do have to stop and say, well, which one am I supposed to see hmm. today or this week? Or who is it that I've missed or who is it that you want me to? How do you discern uh, that? Is that something that is a gut thing that mentally is it? Uh, obviously, you pray about it. But how does that process work of you discerning which of the 12 that you're supposed to go visit? You just make a decision. Make a decision and make a call. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, mm-hmm. because even uh, even there is the question of maybe this isn't maybe I don't see many of them at all, and maybe the next pastor after me sees them all, right? Or the pastor just before me saw them all, and then I show up, and I'm called to youth ministry, and that's where I sort of kind of go gangbusters, and they're all mad at me because right. I don't come see them. Right. But uh, well, I tell you, like then you know the next priest comes in after that one who can't do youth work. And then everybody says, well, he isn't very good at youth work, and how come he doesn't? But nobody realized, you know, it really is. Uh, so what you're saying is, is you where can't win. This, no, no, <laughs> you can't. This is, where, this is where it has to come is you have to love in, su- in, in an authentic way in which you are not bound by what other people's perceptions of what God's will is for your life. And I've that's for everyone. That's for everyone. But Every kid trying ha- to decide what to do for their life. Well, my parents want me to... Say know. that in a way... Um, uh, lay, what's the lay version of what you just said? I have to do what God wants me to do. Yes. Period. And that doesn't mean that your opinion of what I'm supposed to be doing is God's will. Yes. So worry less about what other people think but, you ought to be doing and more discerning. But, but I think the what. challenge is, am I willing to reflect back on decisions that I've made and, and begin to understand them better mm-hmm. so that I can have a sense of whether or not hmm. I made the decision for the right reason? Well, this is good stuff. And so this, but this is this challenge because you only are going to learn it by looking back. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's like Monday morning football videos. Like, Man. they watch, you know, over and over and over again every single movement so that they can then see in a different perspective what they did or did not do and begin to make the connections. So I have to look at it and say, you know, did I make this decision really because of the pressure of someone else? Or did I make this decision because I really was convinced that this is what God wanted. Uh, and in that, what do I discover when I make the decision? That if it is what God wanted, there is a sort of peace that comes over you after you make the decision. The peace usually doesn't show up until the decision's made. And then it's like, okay, now I can move forward. So the, the virtue of prudence... Um, Raphael has a beautiful drawing of the classical and the Christian virtues in the Vatican. And the virtue of prudence is a woman looking in a mirror. And it's, it's hard to tell, but there's a, it's two heads. Mm-hmm. There's an elderly man's head on the back side of the woman's head that's kind of cloak and daggered. And, the reason, and it's an elderly man. And it represents the looking back that you gain wisdom and knowledge through the examination Mm -hmm. of the past in order to look ahead 
at your at what and so prudence making right decisions first requires one to look back right. it's the examination of conscience of saint ignatius of loyola yes that's what the daily i think he said if you forget all things in your day even prayer don't forget your examine yes it makes perfect sense and and with that comes the most difficult part of it is today people aren't looking at their life Today, most people are in their ideas about what they want their life to be or are... Or Facebook, what everybody else's life is. Or what everybody or, else's life is. I shouldn't yeah. say that, what their, their posts on Facebook say it yeah. is. Yep. Yeah, and to really look at your life and, and what's going on inside of you is something, especially the younger you get, is a very difficult place mm. to be. Is that price standard? I mean, has it always been that way? Do you think it's more challenging today? Well, t- today it's more challenging because you now have many more voices and images coming at you. You know, I think about, you know, when we grew up, you, you lived in a neighborhood and what you knew was your neighborhood. And so your really idea of what was normal or what was acceptable or what was, was, was what you saw. You know, so I think about things like vacations. Like I can recall one person in K through sixth grade who went somewhere really fancy on a vacation. Nobody talked about going anywhere fancy. Nobody left school <laughs> to go on vacation. Like they went maybe at Christmas time, they went to their grandma's or in the summer they went somewhere. Only one person went, they went to Hawaii and we're all like, Hawaii, how do you go to Hawaii today? I felt like my whole parish was in Hawaii for a month. I mean, like, everybody was in Hawaii, and everybody's <laughs> posting it on Facebook, and everybody knows. And so then if you're the kid that's not in Hawaii, and you're like, well, what's wrong with me? Mm. Uh, or you're not the kid who's on the basketball teams or traveling this or that. And, like, there's all this stuff out there. Mm. <clears throat> but, so a kid can't grow up in a way where there's some stability and some kind of not pressure that's even greater. I don't know. I mean, and, and there's a sense of fear i think that is dominating everyone and it it plays out in this way we're afraid to give anyone free time we are afraid to allow our children to have that free moment when nothing's planned we schedule everything Mm -hmm. everything and we think it's good i don't i don't i think they don't know who they are we're running from ourselves, And so no one's had to look at them. No one's had to wrestle with the tough things. No one's had to look inside their, their heart and wonder, you know, what does it mean that I was cut from the basketball team? Or what is it, you know, um, I don't know how to, uh, we're afraid. And so the minute we get to reality, and why reality? Because in reality, you realize that you are dependent Anyone who comes into authentic contact with the real will recognize, uh-oh, am I enough? And you're going to find out you're not. Right. <laughs> That's the point of reality because God is the only one who can save me. And even if you don't put Jesus, even if you aren't a believer in Jesus Christ, every person who has a religious dimension to them realizes they need a relationship with the divine because they aren't enough. But instead of living in that, instead of encountering that not enough, we run. Activity. So the answer is? The answer is, if you can stop running, do it. Which is what the examination is. 
stop. For a moment, you stop and reflect. Yes. Yep. And it's only for a moment. I mean, examinations aren't like an hour prayer. Or may, they could be. But, I mean, no, oftentimes no, no, no. an examination at most. can be fairly quick. Uh-huh. And it's an assessment. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll have to throw that down the road on one of our shows is kind of walk through a good exam. What does a good examination look like? Maybe we could do a sacrament of penance type of a show down the road uh, and, and kind of say, all right, how do we do examinations? Well, you write the outline every time, so if that's what you want. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> because right. he does write the, he does do the work. Father Paul. We just, we just send him a note and say, Joe, you got the outline done yet. <laughs> so this I, is, I, I, ha- I have offered it at any moment. You've tried to give it away <laughs> and we moment. won't take it. It is yours. So no. this, is, this is what I think can be most helpful to people that are listening. Pay attention to the symptoms of this illness in us. If you are exhausted, right? If you are sad, if you lack purpose and meaning, if if there's all of these sort of things inside of you, begin to take that seriously. That's your connection to reality. Yep. You don't have to like make you know a big effort to do exam. Just be like, my gosh, this is me. Like there's really and if you pay attention to this and follow this, and then pray, pray this, Lord, I need you. I'm I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to give up. Lord, I need you. My kids have 5,000 things going on. I feel like if I don't <laughs> help them have five things going on, then I'm yep. a failure. I don't know what to do about the fact that all the neighbors are all doing these things too. Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't even know how to give up. I don't even think I can give up. Lord, I need you. Uh, I, I lack purpose and meaning. I go to work every day. I don't have anything. I don't have friends. I don't have anybody that I can count on. My family lives far away. I don't, I've got these kids I'm trying to raise. There's no one to support me. Um, my husband is gone on the road all the time. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. And then I got these people on the radio telling me that I should be doing this and that and this and that. And who are the Rutten brothers to think they know my life? <laughs> Lord, I need you. And then see what happens. Either he's present in our lives still today in 2018, or he's not. But he's present in our lives, not in our ideas. So if your life is filled with anxiety, look at the anxiety. More than an intellectual concept, he said, I am the truth in the life. And sometimes I think that we can miss the encounter with the person in the middle of the proposal. Well, I think we're coming up on a time for kids going to school. I think the, uh, I don't think they called it off today. Hey, what if they called it off today and we got to be the place that announced it to the world? Think how happy people would be with us. They'd be like, yes, we listen to that. But we're not. You have school today, everybody. Keep driving. Keep going. Uh, so uh, on our way to school here, we're going to give a little shout out. Anybody have anything you want to offer to the kids? I think, Father John, it's your turn to say a prayer for the kids. So let's. I, I'm adding something to the to the little mix here. It's it's spontaneous fervorinos. Fire those kids up for school. Get them all jacked up, excited. You know, what is it that they need? What's the Holy Spirit telling you that they need this morning as they head off to school? And then uh, why don't you give us a little prayer for us, for the, for the adults, for the teachers, and for the kids. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. 
Lord, we all have brothers. (laughs) Not all of us. Lord, we all have people in our lives that are different than us. Thank you, Jesus, for the differentness of each other, for helping me recognize that not everything is the same as me, and in that recognition, recognizing all of our need for you who make us the uh, complete us and make us happy and give us lives of purpose and meaning. Help give our young people purpose, awaken in them desire and curiosity for the things of this world uh, and encourage them to be uh, loving to their friends that they meet this day, friends who are different than they are. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, and there never was it known that anyone who sent thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So you didn't want to give the fervorino? <laughs> I'm going awesome. to practice charity. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> and not respond to you. <laughs> Your family is depending on you. Your family is looking to you to make sure they are safe, protected, and taken care of. Knights of Columbus Insurance offers the protection they need. Whether it's term life or whole life, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, annuities, retirement planning, estate planning, or an insurance analysis. Please call Jason Lures at 605-270-3463 or Heath Dickelman at 605-351-7978. Knights of Columbus Insurance. Tease the Day birthday segment is being brought to you by Dental Center in Aberdeen. Dr. Merksbauer and Dr. Meyer are committed to serving their patients, including providing information that helps them to make more informed decisions about their oral health needs. From all of us here at Lamb Catholic Radio, we'd like to wish a happy birthday to Father Martin Lawrence at St. Mary's in Salem and Father Ken Luff at Holy Family in Mitchell. Happy birthday and many blessings on your special day. Seize the Day birthday segment has been brought to you by Dental Center in Aberdeen. Dental Center offers dental treatments that include porcelain veneers, dental implants, dental exams, and restorations. Did you know that Lamb Radio was 100% listener supported? Join us in broadcasting the message of Jesus Christ through Eastern South Dakota by going to lambradio.com. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for March 7th. Today we celebrate Saints Perpetua and Felicity. What a story we remember today. Two young members of the early church threatened with death if they did not renounce their Christian faith. Perpetua was a beautiful, well-educated noblewoman of Carthage and the mother of an infant son. She chronicled the Christian persecution by the Emperor Septimus Severus. Felicity was an enslaved, expectant mother. For their unwillingness to deny their faith, they were sentenced to death along with three male companions. Felicity gave birth to a daughter only a few days before she, Perpetua, and the three men met their fate at the public games in the amphitheater. The women were beheaded. The men were killed by beasts. After a period of separation from her small son, Perpetua's diary notes that the two were reunited. 
I at once recovered my health, the young mother writes, and my prison became a palace to me. On the day of their martyrdom in the year 203, Perpetua and Felicity were stripped before entering the arena. The two women stood together to the end and were buried in the major basilica in Carthage. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Faithfully Departed is being brought to you by Paulson Monuments in Canton, South Dakota. We guarantee you will notice the difference. We would like to pray today for the repose of the souls of Brad Waltman, Father Al Kriskopalski, Willard Story. Eternal rest grant unto them, Lord, and let your perpetual light shine upon them. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Prayers of the Faithfully Departed has been brought to you by Paulson Monuments of Canton, South Dakota. Remember a loved one, honor a friendship, create a legacy. You're listening to Lamb Catholic Radio on KSJP 88.9 in Ipswich, Aberdeen, KSTJ 91.3 in Hartford, Mitchell, and Yankton, and 104.3 Juan Diego Radio in Sioux Falls.
And now back to this month's edition of Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. And now back to the show. Good morning, Lamb Catholic Radio listeners. Here we are live with the Rutten Brothers times three, Father Paul, Father John, and Joe. Um, I was just thinking over the break as... um, about my children and sometimes how you're kind of wrestling three, right? And you know, it's like, and I you thought to myself, from, I wonder <laughs> what it's like to raise 500 of them. <laughs> like, in some ways, that's what you're doing, isn't it? Right. It's, it's like you're a parent to not just yeah. three, but <laughs> you've got 500. Oh, and by the way, we all have one of you. So we think you're our priest. We all think you're our priest. Like, uh, but you've got 500 of us. <laughs> and so we as priests fall to the same trap that parents do of activity. I mean, priests are like, we're just as bad as parents. Yep. Uh, and so I'm I'm preaching to myself about being caught in reality. But there is this differentness that when you start recognizing it, you know, you can let go of things and you can... You can say no to people, and you can, with a confidence, not be not because you're trying to like find a reprieve, or you know, no, but because you want God's will, and you know what they can find what they're looking for in another way. And two things I would say have helped me, and then I'll get off my horse. Uh, number one, the discovery that the church isn't here to solve people's problems. Hmm. Most people want something from the priest because they want a problem solved. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, I want to learn more about this, or I want to do more of that, or I want this fixed, or this is happening, or I need help with this. Okay, The church isn't here to solve people's problems. The church is here to help them look at their problem in a particular way. Mm. And this is the difference Christ makes. His faith helps me look at this differently. Uh, and it doesn't mean it's even going to mm. go away. The second thing is, the church doesn't need to be defended. That took me a little while longer to figure out. The church needs witnesses. Jesus didn't say, now go defend me. Now go uh, protect me from all of these people who are bad. Now go explain to all of these people how they're wrong. And uh, No, he sent witnesses. He sent people who were living a grace that the world was like, what is in them? And they yeah. went into the marketplace. They went to cellular only, and they went different places, and they're like, these people are a little different. There's something about them. I'm pretty curious. That's the church. The church doesn't need to be, Jesus doesn't need to be defended. Because if he did, I'm a pretty poor person. I'm, I'm not the, he should have chose someone else. But I tell you what I can do. I can witness to him. Because I wouldn't be sitting here today if I didn't meet Jesus through that Protestant pastor in Keystone. Right. That's what he's looking for. Is like, what does it look like to be? And what is what does uh, Saint Irenaeus say? The glory of God, man fully alive. He doesn't say the glory of God is man who can accurately defend every teaching of the church and introduce people to canon law and make sure everybody's doing well. So those are the he needs me as a witness. And then the beauty of that is both of those come together, and then it's about me taking seriously what it is that I need. The uh, the movie on St. Paul's coming out, Palm Sunday, uh, and they did a thing on form.org uh, with Jim Caviezel, Scott Hahn, and then the director. Uh, and there's a scene in the movie uh, in which one of the, the Christians wants to uh, take up arms because they're being killed. And he's like, we've got to defend, we've got to defend. Hmm. And it's this incredible, I mean, it's an incredibly profound moment in which St. Paul speaks 
And he's like, no, we have to love. <laughs> and it's, I mean, if you can watch the, the, the trailer thing that shows it in the thing, it's worth it. But otherwise, go to the movie and see it. But it's this natural response. Like, we have to do to them what they're doing to us. We have got to do something. We cannot let this keep happening. We're being killed. We're being killed. And and the people around are like, yeah, yeah, let's, you know, we got it, you know. And they're like, St. Paul's like, no, we don't. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my gosh. And in the argument, though, is none of us have ever met this man. None of us have met Jesus Christ. We weren't around when he was alive. So we all have the right to tell everyone what to do. Uh and, and they're like, uh, no, St. Paul, what do you think? And he, it's like incredibly profound. Mm. But it's, it's a challenge because we want to defend. So you Jim know. Caviezel's in another Jesus movie? He's St. Luke. In the, in the movie, movie on Paul. The Apostle of Paul. Yeah. And it comes out when? Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. And it looks awesome. Incredible. Do we get it? I hope you guys. Oh, we don't yeah, get it in Watertown on opening. I just checked, but uh, well, but again, I think it's going to wrestle with this this whole thing. It's the early church, you know. I mean, so it's the early church, and how are they? How does this work? You know, Jesus didn't leave them a book to to, to run a church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just said, go. Mm-hmm. And so, like, well, what are we supposed to do? And what aren't we supposed to do? And they're killing us. Uh, you know, so let's make them feel pain. Lay down our lives. So, so in that place with discernment, really what you're speaking of is discernment. What right. are we supposed to do? And the the dynamics of discernment that were so provoked on last week's show when we talked about them is I just look at three very simple things. Number one is what is the desire of my heart? Because God placed desire within me. Now, is every desire in my heart good? No. But if I can't look at my desire, I can't move beyond it to what I'm really looking for, okay? So uh, I desire adventure games. Well, I play so many and I'm tired of them. Okay, oh, I guess I'm made for a different kind, a deeper desire. So to take seriously, what is it I like to do? In ministry, this is a hard part is you get spread everywhere. Mm -hmm. I've learned to say, you know what? I desire, surprisingly, to work with young people. I hated working with young people because they were honest and they told they basically revealed that I was not doing anything that mattered to them. <laughs> but sure. when when I found it, I realized, wow, that's helpful that they're telling me that, uh, so I can take that seriously. Um, I don't do well with people that are in hospitals okay. and people that are sick, so I like take that seriously. Boy, there's just something that's God didn't give me this sort of thing. It doesn't mean I ignore them, but I recognize there's a desire. Secondly, then, what's my circumstances? What circumstances I am? Am I, um, you know, you can think of Michael Jordan. Okay, if Michael Jordan broke his arm, okay, he couldn't have mm-hmm. been a very good basketball player. But he didn't break his arm. So he has a desire to play basketball, and he has the arms and the legs and the height and all these things to play basketball. So he gets to be a basketball player. Well, the same is true for me in my life. The circumstance, I have to look around me and see what it is I'm capable of. If I can't play the piano, I got to live up, I got to own up to that if I want to do God's will. This is God's but will. It, but it, real quick, don't to stop. But isn't that the, the challenge of our culture? Because what does our culture say? You can do anything. You can do anything. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. And and what did Pope Francis just had the CDF release that document oh, on yeah, Pelagianism? Yeah. And I put a post on our Facebook page with the mine and on Harrisburg's. I think this is rampant, and I know exact. I think I understand what he's getting at is. Right. We think we can do anything. We think we can be our own saviors. And Pope Francis is like nailing it. Um, but we have to say we're limited. Yep. Uh, so that's the secondary concerns. And in that, we recognize I belong to the church. My circumstances is I've discovered the church is the path. I can't not undiscover that. And so I know I am united to the bishop. And the bishop is n- not an irre- irrelevant part of my life right uh and he is united to the pope mm-hmm. like now if i don't understand that then that's a different thing but i have to take seriously that i do if you understand jesus christ is the savior you have to take that seriously but then you can't ignore when five people show up in your life who are catholic who seem to be able to having some does that make sense so i can hold preconceptions in my mind that prevent me from following it further. Mm-hmm. the third thing though so desire what are my circumstances? And the third thing is, uh, what is the real need? And I can make a decision on what I believe God's will is based on what the need is. If those first two things are checking out, so I can say at St. Lambert, um, the need was of particular dynamics. Okay? And then I can go to Harrisburg and say, oh, the need's different here. Mm-hmm. So I can't just do whatever I want. There's like a need for this and there's a need for that and so i have to take that seriously or i can say ah i have a little more free time right now and so i can go to the marriage prep classes Mm -hmm. or i can help out with confessions here or i can help guide this retreat there or i can do these things because there's real needs but when i'm the only priest at saint lambert with father Hagerty helping me out with a mass on the weekend you um, can't I just have to say, I, I have a different kind of need. <laughs> and that's an accurate thing to say. And it's oftentimes, I think because the need is there, I have to fulfill it. Okay. And I haven't discerned uh, those things. So, sure. so desire. Your day off? <laughs> so, um, yeah, you can finish up. Yeah. Getting back to just the priest and their day off, what, what you know, you guys. I think you've made an important point that it's important for us as laity to realize here too that listen, we're all in this together. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I and, think for the, for the day off, or as Bishop would say, the day away, uh, you just have to really know yourself well enough to know what do you need to make this time fruitful and beneficial to mm-hmm. you as a person. Uh, do you need to just stay home and not do anything? Do you need to go somewhere? Uh, do you need, you know, what? What do I need for this time? Uh, you know, and so some priests do need to get out of Dodge. They just need to leave, yeah. you know, and they need to go somewhere. Others just need to be able to stay home or uh, sit around or, you know, spend some time with people they enjoy, uh, conversation, uh, those kinds of things. Um, yeah, I think about my day off when I came up to yeah. your place and stayed overnight on an air mattress it was great but yep. that room's now mine i've christened yep. that room and it was so life-giving i just sat on the couch with my computer i don't remember exactly what i was doing but i just laid around yeah. we went to lunch or we went to breakfast or something and it was so life-giving yeah. this is what well, no 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 let's not look so then we laid around a little more we came back and the great part was father eckridge would come in 
and we'd be in the same spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he'd leave, and he'd come in, and we'd be in the same spot, and he's like, <laughs> again, our culture. You guys You're lazy. Moved. Yeah, what are you doing? And yeah. I'm like, no, we moved. I mean, in between this, we went to lunch, and we came back, and we're right here again. <laughs> yeah. I went to the gym, came back. He was still there. Yeah. Still there. Like, yeah. Stayed for a long time. <laughs> and you could have done that back in I your I could have done that back in my home, but it was yeah. different. But yeah. it was just this great freedom. Like, yeah. And then what did we do? We, did we go out again? We went to lunch. Didn't we go to lunch? Well, we went to, uh, anyways, but it was no. just freedom. Like, mm, yeah. He didn't have to leave because it was 2 o'clock, and you leave at 2 o'clock so you can get home so you can do things. Mm-hmm. He just was, I wasn't ready to leave yet. Yeah. Uh, and so we just hung out. Did you take a nap? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, we took naps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the three of the five rotten boys. We're the nappers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Tom and Rick think it's like a sin, maybe even bordering on mortal <laughs> to nap. Um, I don't do the girls nap. I bet the girls oh, are yeah. nappers. All oh, of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Christy, yeah. I think, is top of all of us. I think she's yeah, so like that'd the, be why. So really, it's just seven out of nine nappers. of the ruttons are nappers. Yeah. And like, is there. Is there we should do social protocol, our Rutten's protocol on napping. We could write a little manual on the protocols. No, there are it. some. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, so my, my sure. I think with that, you just, this is what I've, this is what I've found my day off does. Okay. Is it's been teaching me something because I'm looking at it and I'm like, why did I like being up there? Sure. And I didn't like being here, you know, just hang out at home. And I take that seriously. See, the circumstances. Why is it that I'm, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, because I'm kind of in relation to somebody else. I have somebody else to, like, get me outside of my head. And when I do it at home, I'm, like, stuck in my head. And hour goes by, and I've been fomenting about something. Oh, I need someone in my life. Well, why is it important that it was Father Paul and it wasn't someone else? Oh, because in front of Father Paul, I don't have to pretend. Right. I don't care who you are. Most people are still in a process of pretending in front of somebody else. And I get to be myself. I don't have to smile. I, I just, I just, you know, <laughs> or I talk, need, or talk. You know, I just. So, oh, that's really helpful. Then I remember another time, and I had these days, and I met with all these people. There was so much stuff in the day, and yet it was my day off. And I went into the office, and I thought, wait a minute, why did they go into the office? I never like to go into the office on my day off because I might get caught, and then I'm stuck, and then I got to answer this, and and I realized, oh. Because the people I was with were generating life in me, mm. and I wasn't afraid. I'm afraid to go to the office on my day off. That's why. Why? Because I might have to say no to somebody, or I might have to just like run in and run out, and then I'll like make them mad because I was ignoring them or whatever. But and the day off is starting to teach me. Wait a minute. I actually worked today, because I did all these things. I did this one time. Wait, I did the same things that I would normally do on a day of work. But how come I can't be free on the day of work? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's like opening up for me this ability to see, ah, ah. So now the day after my day off, oftentimes is really full, is like really alive. And what I'm realizing is because I'm more living the way I lived that day, which is looking at my desires, looking at what's in front of me. And eventually the whole our whole week our whole days just become more and more not i'm taking time off or i have a day off but what is your will for me today god and when you're doing god's will peace Mm -hmm. and god's will is that i work (laughs) so sometimes i go in and i work and it's like beautiful and the homily is easy to put together and the bulletin's easy to do and um 
the challenges ever before us, ever before us as we seek to live the life, the lives or life that Christ desires for us, this battle with divine providence and my will and God's will. You touched on this last month. And we kind of got into it, and it was good stuff, right? And this is more of what we're talking about here is this, this battle of wills and, and following God's will. For me, one of the challenges I have, and, and Father Paul, you've got some insights here too, I think, that are rattling around in your head that you want to kind of throw out into the mix. So I'll throw mine out and then see where it goes. Um, the, the challenge between um, getting things done like dependence upon God to get things done or our human action to get things done in that interplay. And I remember for a long time, I was always frustrated with you. Because, <laughs> me? It, yeah, with you. <laughs> yes, with you. Imagine that, right? Twin brothers being frustrated with each other. Um, you'd always, because you'd always kind of, not flippantly, but, you know, just, oh, well, you know, if it's God's will or, oh, it's God's will or, well, <laughs> yeah. just let, leave it to God or whatever else. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? God isn't printing this. God didn't print this. I printed this, John. I did <laughs> By this. By the way, everybody that's uh, listening and not watching, Joe really means what he's saying here. <laughs> I printed this. This is, you know, this does or doesn't get done because of me. Like, not to say, but if if this, if I, what is that relationship between dependence upon God and our human will in relationship to to work and even maybe as deep as salvation, right? This might be a greater question, but it's always the challenge for me because then what it personally gets, the real rub or the real rubber meets the road is at what point do I, um, do I in a sense, give up? So I could do, for instance, if you're writing a paper, you could do, try and get a perfect paper. You could go hours and hours and hours and hours and hours just to try and always get the perfect paper. At some point, you just have to say, all right, I'm done. I've done my part. The Lord will have to take care of the rest. In life, at what point do we just give it over to God? And it, But at what point is something our responsibility to do as well? I don't know. There's a whole thing I'm in the middle of that I can't figure out. Like, John wants God just to do it all, or it's God's will. And I'm thinking, if God doesn't, God's not doing this for me. If this doesn't get done, um, the office or my wife or somebody's going to look at me and be like, um, you didn't switch the laundry. God doesn't switch my laundry. I don't know. Maybe no, I think you're good. No, it's yeah, it's the problem that we face. So what happens if you don't do the laundry? <laughs> then my uh, uh, yeah. No, and but here would be no. Actually, let me say this. Could you honestly say to Laura, God didn't want me to switch the laundry? No, I don't. Okay, think so. then switch the laundry. <laughs> this is the challenge, though. Can I look at this and say, I don't think. So, my life. Here, here's what God did to me. God made two weeks of complete chaos. And my desk is piled with stuff. Piled. There's mail in there that I don't even know of. And I'm like, this is killing me. Because I think, i got to go through all this mail. I've got to get this all, like, and God's like, actually, you can't. You can't get any of this done. And I'm like, oh, because I don't want you to. And it's like, but I need to. And he's like, nope, nope, you don't get to. Then, after it's been such chaos, and I'm like, well, I get, 
<laughs> I guess the office functioned. Uh, mm. Or I would find the one piece of mail somehow in there that really actually did need to be dealt with. <laughs> and I'd pull it out and I'd be like, oh, Sherry, uh, here's a bill that shouldn't have been on my desk. Pile still there. And I'd have to say that that's okay. And that that's what he wants. Then, when I can finally, honestly, just walk in and be like, well, I, I can't do anything about this. All of a sudden, magically, the, the desk is getting cleaned off. And I can't explain it. It's just... Because he's helping me, is what he's doing. He's saying, okay, now, now you can actually really do this. Because you realize that to be the pastor of Immaculate Conception doesn't require you to have your desk clean. So to be the husband Laura needs doesn't require you to do the laundry. But if I think it requires me to be the husband that gets the laundry done and make sure all the things are done so that I'm the good husband, so that my life is easier for my wife, the Lord's like, well, that's not actually what makes you the good husband. What does make you the good husband? <laughs> to be whoever God wants you to be. And so sometimes what he does is he takes away the things that we think we need. So for me, there's something in me that thinks that a good pastor has a clean, orderly desk. And, and God's trying to say to me, that's not what makes a good pastor. Or, no, that's not what makes Father Paul a good pastor. So he, he's forcing me to have to look at this desk and be okay with it. And then to go over to Father Mike Wensing's desk and see it, it's perfect. And be okay with that. And to not make the equivalency that somehow he's a better pastor because his desk looks better. So you go over to Rory's house and his wife is like, oh, Rory always does the laundry for me. Well, okay, that's nice. But am I equating a good husband with these things? Discernment's important here, I'm assuming. This is discernment. Right. So it's this, it's, but it's painful. I mean, <laughs> I can't tell you how painful it was to go into my office every day. Yeah. Because it's just piled. I almost took a picture. I mean, it was driving me bonkers. And so the, the challenge now comes in me is this pursuit of excellence, right? So the idea is that I can be a slob. And so what you're telling me is, um, if God is, if you've, when is being a slob being a slob and when is being a slob God's will? Like, is that what you're saying? Is you're saying that the individual is to discern well, in, 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 the life of excellence? Like, you're not maybe called to, no, it, so, so let's, let's go this way. So a person can exercise a life of virtue, right? And a life of excellence and cleanliness and these types of things, all right? So uh, Why? Is that why? Because in the life of... Because it's what God's called us to, a life of well, perfection. Humanly okay. and divine. But is he, is he actually calling you to that perfection? I think this is the challenge that I face as well, is I've decided what the perfection is. I make the judgment, and I say the perfection of a pastor is an orderly desk. What about God is a, saying, Father Paul, as a pastor, that's not excellence for you. But you don't believe that. 
And so that's your judgment. So you have to stop and say, what is, what is the judgment that God's saying for you to be the good husband? And what is the judgment that you make on what you think makes a good husband? And this is this challenge back and forth because you can be good at all kinds of things, mm -hmm. but if it's not what you've decided and you're not good at it, then you're going to spend all of your time, and this is what I do, spend all of my time on this, and then all the things I do well, I, I don't receive because they don't fit in the criteria that I've decided. So this is where I'm trying to be able to say, I can be a good pastor and have a disaster of a desk. Or be a good pastor and have a very clean desk. So but that, that desk no longer de defines my ability to be the pastor. Because it goes back into ministry. Because then to be a good pastor means I do the things that everyone liked the last pastor. And then I got to live that, that. So the question though back to for you is, what makes a good husband? baby <laughs> and, and the ability to, to give it back to god and say i uh, actually don't know if you're out there but, listening this this is i'm dominated i just got dominated i don't even i'm speechless but, but i have to bring my desires as john said earlier to the to the table so i actually have to bring all of the things i think are necessary and then really let god strip them and so it was two weeks of pain. I mean, because it's like, I, I kept trying, and it just wouldn't happen. And it's finally like, okay, I give up. I'm done. I can't make this happen. <laughs> I just can't make it happen. And mm -hmm. he's like, I know. Submission to divine will. So that's the question for you, is to be able to really say, do I, am I willing to let God be the one that defines what makes Joe Rutten the husband and father he's called to be gosh i was looking for the cookie cutter deal where we could <laughs> stamp them all <laughs> right i mean and oh, so this again is... as you said to our parish so then when you do the dishes there's no need to let laura know how great you are because you just do them yeah or you don't do them or you don't do them. and you're like well, what, was, if, I supposed and, to, and, what and, was i supposed to do and if you couldn't or it wasn't what was a part of the plan then the way in which that can be communicated and related with your spouse is where a healthy relationship can be found when together you understand and live out God's will together. Right. It's, not two, yeah. it's not you against her, or, and you, but together you're in relation. Yeah. You are one, right? You and you married. allow her to discover what makes for her to be a yeah. great wife. Yeah. And then you've got to do the same thing on that idea. Yeah, absolutely. And so, it's, it's, it's like oil. It's like viscous. It's, it's, you can feel it in a marriage. Sure. You can feel it. You, know, you can feel when it's just... Yeah. Oof, like wow, that that is. Um, so what and when it's not, when it's clunky, yeah. you know. You so know. what are the things that I think Laura should do or be to be a good wife? And then again, back to the question: But is that what God thinks? And so, am I placing on her now a thing that she's not capable of? And I keep putting this in front of her. So. Again, if people would walk into my office and constantly say, Father Paul, you're a bad pastor, look at your desk. Father Paul, you're a bad pastor, look at your desk. Well, that's not very, that's, that's not going to help me. 
But again, we can do this. We walk in and our wife or her husband hasn't done what we think they should have done. What have you been doing all day? <laughs> You've been home the whole day and you didn't get... Or you could come home and say, well, I guess God didn't want it done. And really mean it. And instead she discerned that, you know what, we, we went to the park. I mean, we have the signs in their house to tell us that it's okay. A messy house is a sign of a happy family or whatever it says. You know, the laundry can wait. But we don't believe that. And so the challenge that, that I, this is great stuff. We could do this all day long and we have to continue to do this. I'll leave this on, on this note now. I mean, you guys have me like deep in myself <laughs> completely backward like i don't even know which way to turn right now all right uh so now so now my defense thirty on <laughs> march uh, 7th so in relationship to um building uh m- mentoring leading young people the challenge between helping them to that philosophy that you just presented to me and also seeing them and saying, you know, if you spend all of your time on the Xbox and not studying or going to class, you won't pass the exam. So that type of a deal that says, as a mentor, I think typically my approach or maybe society's approach is to give the 10 lessons or to tell people what they should or shouldn't do in order to achieve the excellent sure. life instead of stopping and saying, all right, then how, how, how does... And we're going to come back to this. I don't want you to jump in. we got to take a break. But how is it then that mentorship or discipleship ought to work in relationship to young people and as adults helping mentor them into the life of excellence in virtue and faith in relationship to the proposals that you guys are offering? To leave you a thought to go with the break. A really wise man taught us the way to do it. Ask him, what are you looking for? We're not Catholic or buying the statues of St. Joseph. How does he... When you turn 65, you can enroll in Medicare to cover ongoing health care expenses. Medicare only covers a portion of that cost. That's where Medicare Supplement Insurance from Catholic United Financial can help pay expenses that Medicare doesn't cover. I'm David Schoenhart, your local Catholic United rep, ready to help you with your Medicare supplement options, as well as Part D, Dental, and Vision. That's David Schoenhart at 763 670 9058, or you can find me online at catholicunitedfinancial.org. Paulson Monuments in Canton, South Dakota uses professional equipment to craft thousands of designs for any memorial needed. They help in planning needs like who the memorial is for, where it's going, installation, and budget expectations. Paulson Monuments is located right off Highway 18 in Canton. Their website is paulsonmonuments.com. When I was 12 or 13, I started drinking occasionally and then smoking marijuana daily. By the time I was 14, I was trying other things, pills and hallucinogens like mushrooms and acid. When I was 16 is when I started on meth. I'm Troy, I'm from Iowa. By the time I was 18, I was in prison. I robbed the drug dealer, it was a drug deal gone bad. Ended up spending five years of my life in prison. Meth was a recreational thing on the weekends. Still smoking pot on a daily basis, getting my new business up and going. It started to be more than just a weekend thing. It ended up being a daily thing where I just had to survive off of it. My meth use had caused me into buying quantities of it, which caused the cops to follow me around and drive by my house. They were watching me. When you know it's time to quit, 
but you don't know how to begin, call Tallgrass at 605-368-5559. You'll get your life back, and one you never dreamed was possible. My name is Callie Stevens. I am a freshman at Mount Marty College, and I am from Florence, Montana. And I am going into the nursing field with a background in parks and recreation. My early conversations with my freshman advisor, Sister Candy, started out with her talking to me about archery and how much I loved it. It's the first varsity program in South Dakota, and I'm the first varsity archer in South Dakota. So she kind of used the line, you can make history this way, and that was pretty cool as an 18-year-old person. I know who wouldn't want to make history. What I like most about Yankton is being five minutes from the largest archery facility in the world, and I also love hunting. I am able to take my car and actually go hunting about 10 to 15 minutes from the school. I can go hiking, I can go swimming. I can pretty much do anything out here that I could back home in Montana. It's a lot like home, and that's what I love most about here.
And now back to this month's edition of Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. And now back to the show. Alrighty, out there, folks. We're back at you live with Brothers Rutten on Rutten Radio at Lamb Catholic Studios in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're going to we wrap. Saved it. by the bell on that one, I saved think, Joe. Joe was like, don't, don't, stop it, stop it. <laughs> Man, I just felt like I was just getting dominated there. Yeah, you bit. were. Like, so we're going to come back to that, don't you think? I, I we should come I back think to that's, that. Uh, that's a whole, we got a whole nother, well, we could probably do a half hour a, a month on kind of divine providence and following God's will and discernment and um, when's it me, when's it not. How do, And then for me, the final real thing in my head now is like, all right, well, I think I have a path, right, of, of, of kind of seeking God's will and of excellence and things like that. How do I help? I, I'm supposed to be the one leading young people in this whole pursuit, right? How do I help build a leadership institute? Well, you know, do I put together a program and go save people? I mean that's what we do in the church, right? We go buy programs, and we're gonna. So that's what we'll do next. So month. we'll we'll do the program. <laughs> and what's the difference? Yeah, let's talk about that next. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. generally yeah. speaking, yeah. though, just playing on it, I yeah. know that there's something different here to consider. Yeah. But I'd like and to this, help help consider in it. And before we end it, what I'd like to point out is almost no one communicated with me for an hour and a half, <laughs> or for an hour and fifteen minutes. Okay, yeah. when we just did what just happened. Whew, <laughs> Texts start coming across. Amazing. Keep wrestling with life. What a gift it is to wrestle with life. Today's show is fantastic. And you know what I thought of? Was you at Cellular Only. Right? We can have our idea of how to transmit something, but when the fact happens, we can just say it's right here. Yep. So then pay attention to how we got there. And I know how we got there is you and your desk. So thanks mm-hmm. for having a messy desk. <laughs> You're a All great right. pastor. A <laughs> great to, pastor. Cheers All to right. the messy All desks. Right. All right. Let's well, we're going to uh, wrap up today's uh, uh, show with uh, a segment on our movie of the month. But we didn't give out a shirt. Do we want to give out a shirt? Uh, yeah. Um, How so are we we're going, going to, to give do out this? a shirt. How are we going to give out a shirt? This has always been the fun thing. Like it's like discombobulated. I don't know. I'm not anybody very, listening. I'm not very good at making outlines. Uh, that's what God will was for joe rutten's life so 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 here is the deal we are going to have a question and it's facebook is how you get get the the question and response or how you answer it first person that responds on facebook and we won't screw it up this month well go to rutten radio yeah right but i can't figure out where it is that they it should be time somewhere Rutten Radio, and we'll give you a question. First person to get time-stamped with the correct answer wins themselves a Rutten Radio T-shirt. It's small. Size small. We only have a size small. So it's, it's, I mean, it's not too, it's not like a kid's. But it is a small, so you can give it away if it doesn't fit. Um, All right, so here is the great question. We've had some good questions, by the way. The Matthias one, I was actually, I was pretty happy with that one. Yeah, but the next question is has to do with. Um, I was watching a, 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 a. Well, we'll just get straight to the question. Saul was present at the stoning of Stephen, the first martyr of the church. What action did the soldiers commit that tells us that Paul 
was the authority present and in charge of the stoning? Good question. Paul does not stone him. Why is it that we lay responsibility upon Paul? Now, where is this going to show up? Go to Facebook, Rutten Radio. This one's hard. If you, this might, we might have to. Andrew Welbeck just answered. Did he get it? Yep. Way to go, nice, Andrew, Andrew wow, Welbig. Wow, wow. Congratulations, Andrew Welbig. They laid their cloaks at his feet. Oh, he has a shirt, it says. Yeah, well, tell him to give it to his fiance. He just got engaged. Yeah, Congratulations, hey, actually, Andrew Welbig. This one for his fiance. That's perfect. I just fiance? met her yesterday. Oh, oh really? She's yep. wonderful. She's a or great... No, Monday. Uh, so, uh, Christina, the Daily Mass, they go to Daily Mass, the rock stars give her a shirt. All right, we got to move on. Wonder. Movie of the Month <laughs> Club, it begins. We've got this wonderful movie, Wonder. Father Paul saw it. Father John seen it. I watched it. Uh, uh, who wants to give the quick rap, uh, snapshot? And then let's analyze it. Father I'll, John, I'll quick snapshot of Wonder. I'll analyze it. So, okay, quick snapshot. Young boy born with a, a disease in which he had some deformity. Uh, required lots of surgeries, like 23 surgeries. Uh, and so his face is, is deformed, and he's got th- those issues, and he wears a space helmet, and he's been homeschooled. And his parents now decide it's the time to put him back into the school system. Uh, and so the story is his entrance into school. And in the relationship to that, he's going to deal with all of the things that come with being a kid. Yep. At a new school, uh, and then on top of that, you put all the facial deformities and the problems socially that he's yep. had his yep. whole life. All right. Yep. Father John, you want to jump yeah. into a little analysis? So, uh, I think it was an excellent movie. It puts us all in front of a dynamic that opens our hearts. No kid watches that. People don't watch that movie and think... I mean, I don't know how to say it, except it's a way to put people in front of this circumstance. And every kid, even a kid who has done terrible things, has some place inside them where there's a conscience. And watching that movie sort of opens your conscience. It gives you a new path. It helps make you... Now, whether they can live out of that or not, whether they've deeply engrooved or not, the movie is a beautiful way of seeing that. Now, I also like the fact that the parents... It's not a, a like an agenda-driven movie. Mm. So it's a real movie of parents who are really trying to help their kids. The problem isn't the world's. The problem isn't... I mean, they recognize the problem, but they're really trying to do their best to help the kid yep. uh, come, come to be. Uh, I thought it was indicative that life really is about, a relation, about relationships with people and the dynamics of people uh, are hard work. And that was evident in it. There isn't some magic pill to make things mm-hmm. go away. But it, it shows that in the end, the human person is what we're looking for. We can have all of the things in the world we want, but everybody is really looking to be accepted by a human person, by another uh, group of people. Uh, and that that's not hard. And I thought there was a great point where he had the Halloween mask on. You know, he's dressing up for yep. Halloween and he's got this costume on and so um, he sort of like is walking head he, high he even says that you know with the mask on I can walk my head up and set it down yeah I thought that was really beautiful uh, and how many of everybody kind of wears a mask 
so that they can just kind of be upright a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and, and all of us, it can be difficult to just to be who we are and to stand tall. So I thought that was a really beautiful mm-hmm. uh, need there. And um, the, di- the other dynamic was this need for mercy that was it his friend who sort of left him? You know, he had these friends and then they left him. Right? Wasn't uh, or there well, was he the walked one in. friend? He walked in and heard his friend. Yeah, say the story of the so scene. he's wearing the mask. So he walks into the classroom and all the kids are sitting there. And the kid that's been his friend then says, "If I looked like him, I'd kill myself." And he doesn't know he's standing. And he doesn't there. know that it's him. Yeah. And so he then breaks this friendship up, but doesn't ever tell the kid why. So the kid doesn't know through part of the movie why why the friendship ended. Yeah. Uh, and so they won't confront the reality of the moment. And it comes around full circle later. But again, to hear a truth or what you think is a truth spoken about you and then you internalize that and you, you think this is really true. Yeah. And how that can cause all these problems. Yeah, it was really... And the need, the need that in the end this kid needs mercy. The friend who yep. said this. Yeah. The friend needs a way back into the friendship too. And this is the human dynamic. We're all sort of wounded. We all sort of have things that make us put masks on. We all do things that then are interpreted wrong ways and all this stuff. Somehow, though, through God, we need a way back in. And um, I thought that that was played out pretty well. Um, you know, there's there's a side to it that I enjoyed. You said it wasn't like an ag- agenda-driven movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't. You didn't feel like you were being proselytized or mm-hmm. there isn't like you know the new social protocols have to be obeyed and chastisement upon anybody that doesn't agree with the new world order um in in one point where the kid that's the bully makes fun of augie and he makes fun of the other kid right it's not like some somehow there's this deal with facial deformities and, and we have to accept everybody with facial deformities and look at this poor kid treating the no, the kids, it's not the, just because he's got a facial deformity he's making fun of. He's got a problem inside him. Yeah. And so he makes fun of everybody. He's not, right. it, and so that idea that says this isn't like selective uh, uh, bigotry. Right, right. right? Yep. This, is a, this is a problem of, mm-hmm. uh, and so there's a human problem there. And I thought it was really interesting that they would attack both kids and they wouldn't just make this about, uh, and so, and then the other side of it, the human, the human dem- dimension of friendship where Miranda right so now you have Augie and then you have his older sister and she's the one that is behind the scenes and gets no attention her whole life because everything revolves around Augie and so here she is she has a break in her friendship and the parents don't ever pay attention or know or care right and so she's wounded too but yet this is us this is the human story right here we all are it's the it's the middle kid it's the forgotten one it's but she always does everything right and she has her broken friendship too but nobody cares well then they go into the the girl that uh, she was best friends with and what do we find out when they reflect back right there's a reflection yep. there's a looking back on each individual's life we find out that actually she wants to be in Augie's family she wants to be a part of Miranda's family. She wants to be a part of this. So Miranda doesn't want to be a part of her family, but her, but her girlfriend does. <laughs> well, this is our lives, right? Yep. I grew up wanting to be a part of the Earlies and the Noonans, and I don't want to be a part of the Ruttons. And then on Wednesday night, prayer night, the Noonans and Earlies all want to come over and be a part of my family. It's like, what in the world's going This is so human. There are yeah. so many human dimensions to it. 
And I thought that the movie just was a good, wholesome movie, but it was well done. You know, I love Owen Wilson. Oh, I think Owen Wilson's hilarious. And Julie Roberts, just a basic, common, good movie. I was very impressed with it. Um, Although there wasn't like a wow. It wasn't like they blew up the world. or It was very, you know what? I think it's the way more movies should be made and probably the way more movies used to be made. I kept waiting for the the ugliness to come in that it seems is so present in movies and in shows today where it's like it just gets real ugly and there's no health in reconciliation. I don't feel that modern entertainment models for us how we're supposed to or ought to behave. I think we actually encourage meanness and vice through cinema and this type of stuff. There's, and I just thought that it was like an old classic movie that was healthy. That would be a lifetime movie that you'd want your kids to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple things that, that I think also we can see, though, uh, and, and I can't remember the bully's name, uh, whoever the bully was mm-hmm. uh, in it, that you then get the scene with his parents, and all of a sudden you begin to see clearly... This poor kid. Like, he says, I want to stay here. I want to be in this school. And they're like, no, we're taking you out of here. We're moving. We're on it. You know, and again, the inability to listen, uh, which maybe goes back to the question about the mentoring. Am I really willing to listen to the person and hear what's really deeply going on underneath it in the midst of all of that? Um, That parents are trying to do what they think is the best thing for their kid. And in the end, sometimes it's not. Uh, and, and that danger and that challenge, I think, when we're trying to you know, do what's best for our kids, are we really open uh, to that, uh, that reality? Um, let's see. Julian's um, the name of the, oh, the oh, kid. Julian. Yeah. Okay, yep. Shout out um, Mark Jarding. There we <laughs> go. Nice. The one thing charts? that I didn't catch, and maybe it was because I wasn't listening, what was with the braid in his hair? And he, like, why did he have it? He cut it off. Well, it sounded like, I don't follow Star Wars, but he was made fun of. So he's like a Padawan? Yeah, he was being a character in Star Wars. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, I didn't catch that. So, yeah. And so it's it like the loss of his identity, the loss, that's when he stopped living out of his heart. That's sure. when he okay. sort of, yeah. which by the way, I have to not forget this, there was an awesome Darth Vader case. Did you see the Star Wars stuff in that oh. show? Like, that just brought back all kinds of yeah. memories. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I was thinking of growing up. and <laughs> uh, The other interesting thing was is they said shoes tell a lot about people. Uh, and one of my friends from seminary, Father Joseph Lopez, always looks at people's shoes. Uh, huh. And so, you know, they did that then. They looked at each of the person's shoes, uh. and you kept being, seeing their shoes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do think that there's things that do tell us about like you can begin to, to, to make judgments right or wrong yeah. uh, in different ways. Um, I also thought it was interesting. They, they did a good job, I thought, of a different approach a dad and a mom take. Hmm. You know, so the mom kind of coddled, uh, you know, it's going to be okay. The dad's like, you know, did you beat him up? Did you win? Uh, you know, don't let anybody, you don't like the dad, but like, don't let mom hear me tell you why this. Are, why are you whispering, dad? Right. Yeah, uh, but it was again this reality that men and women approach things differently, uh, and it's not to say one was right and one was wrong, but that acknowledgement that at times we do uh, see those those realities, um, and that was well. The other thing that I thought was interesting was his dad said, you know, to Augie, uh, 
only answer one question in class unless it's science and then dominate. <laughs> and so it was this it was this lesson. Be humble. Yeah. But you know this is your gift. Yeah. And so this is humility. Is to simply I know it. I know these things. Yeah. And it's not out of pride. It's the truth. The other areas, it would be pride. And so it was an interesting statement and, and I think about yeah. that, that ability in our life to not have to be this the center uh, of everything. Um but yeah, it's maybe I should have sat on the right today. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm in the I, center. I uh, my wrap up of it all was when the girl, the girl that talked. I really, I really think oh, it yeah, showed yeah, yeah. the need for humanity. There, there was the girl who talked incessantly, mm-hmm. and oh, in sure. the end, she wasn't what he needed because she was so self centric that. Like, he needed someone to look at him. He needed someone to, to be interested in him, yeah. to ask how his day was. Uh, and she just constantly talked. But then it occurred to me, her talking is her bad face. Right. Like, we all have a bad face. <laughs> we all have something about us that left out in the world makes us unattractive, mm-hmm. makes people want to run, mm-hmm. makes people want to talk, makes mm-hmm. people want to sin. But this is the gift of the church, is if we learn to accept that, we also discover that God comes even in spite of our bad mm-hmm. face. Yeah. Well, here's to the masks we wear, and uh, may we give them to the Lord and seek his will in all things. We just pray in a special way for any listeners out there that might be with us or were with us that the spirit of the living God might touch their hearts, might be present to them, might provide for them in their times of need. Lord, we ask in a special way that you would help us to remove the masks, the false masks that we wear when we seek to hide from you, when we seek to hide from others. Really, we seek to hide from ourselves. And we seek to encounter you who give renewal to us, who reconcile us. Pray in a special way for my brother priests, Father John and Father Paul, and gratitude for Rick and Tom and for the sisters, mom, dad, grandpa, everybody out there as we listen to Rutner Radio here on Lamb Catholic Radio. Paul, would you be uh, help us and close us with your blessing? And then we'll say the fi- family prayer. Okay. Oh, family prayer. And then I'll do the And then the blessing. <laughs> thank you. Yep. Our, Our Father, we, we thank, thank you for your love and for your many blessings, especially for the precious gift of each other. Help us to show our gratitude by loving each other as you love us. Make us understanding and patient with one another, quick to admit our failings and ask forgiveness, generous in sharing the joy and strength we can give each other. Father, give our family lively faith and the courage to share it with those around us. Direct us to the state and life you plan for each of us, and help us to use your gifts to serve you. We entrust our family to your fatherly care. Preserve us from the corruption of the modern world and help us draw closer daily to you and to each other until we come to share with you the joys of heaven. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help us to be a holy family. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. You've been listening to Rutten Radio live on the Lamb Catholic Radio Network. Brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. Be sure to tune in next month for more Rutten Radio.